Blog Talk Radio. You have just tuned in to the Midweek Pick Me Up Energy Show, featuring professional officiant, tuning fork facilitator, and author, Marcy Ann Cheek. In 1988, Marcy Ann discovered the quantum fields of energy and vibration, and since then her life has been a day-to-day experiment in knowing how to live in light energy for happiness, health, and wealth. She shares the principles and laws of light energy as they operate in everyday life. And now, here is Marcy Ann. Good afternoon, everyone. And... I'm continuing this week um, to talk about beyond what I talked about last week, which was parental guilt. (laughs) And I had shared my most recent experience about feeling guilty about being a mother uh, with two of my friends. And both of them said they felt guilty about what they did while they were pregnant, and they felt responsible for their child's experiences as an adult. One said, one of them said, I did drugs all through my pregnancies with both my kids. No wonder they're so screwed up. This woman still does have both her kids at home with her, and she still totally supports both of them, and they're 45 and 40 years old. And the other woman keeps beating herself up because her son doesn't seem to have any drive to be successful. And even though he has a college education, he seems content with just, you know, working part-time at a sporting goods store and living in a room in someone else's house and driving an old beat-up truck. And he's 34 years old. And in his life, he has had a couple girlfriends, but, you know, young women want to get married and have a child. They need someone who can be responsible and provide for them. So, you know, he just isn't attractive as a mate, and my my friend just feels so sad for him because she would love for him. She knows he would love to, you know, have someone to love and be able to get married and and then she'll always say, well, I drank like a fish and smoked all through my preg- pregnancy, And, you know, where she's kind of like taking the responsibility for his casual and, as she judges it, sad life. And so she pays his cell phone bill and his car insurance for him. I mean, how many times have you heard about that? I call those parental guilt payments. Well, I gave both of these girls my affirmation regarding the release of my parental guilt, and I have also put it on... My website, uh, com on the radio page, uh, if you'd like to begin to be released from your parental guilt. Because as, And now, as I have been doing this affirmation and continuing to release the guilt that I have felt about, you know, when I was pregnant with my kids and how I raised my children, I've been realizing There's another layer to this, and I'm calling this next layer the releasing of our contracts. Well, you know what? It's not surprising that there's more, right? I mean, (laughs) I think maybe we're never actually going to ever get to the bottom of anything. There just is no bottom, 
and there's no top because there's no sides. There's no boundaries of any kind. I mean, we're kind of experiencing that in our culture right now until we have the awareness of it, that we live in a free will universe. And uh, and I'm realizing this more and more every day, what this really means. But apparently, along our soul's live stream, we make contracts. We make agreements. We agree to things. We make these contracts with other souls. So it's time to look at these contracts and see if perhaps they have already been fulfilled or maybe it's time to cancel them. Let me give you an example. My granddaughter visited me, and it was on one of those weekends when I go to a spiritual meetup meeting, and I asked her if she wanted to go, and she said yes. Now, this meetup is kind of like a spiritualist meeting, if you've ever been to one of those. Everybody sits around in a circle, and we go around the circle, and each person gives a message from spirit. Well, since I have a background in the Quaker church, this is not strange to me because that's what Quakers do. They sit, they meet, sit in a circle, and wait for the word of the Lord to come through someone in the circle. And more than one person uh, can give a message. And then there's a church that's called the Spiritualist Church, and they sit regularly in development circles and They begin with a meditation. The meditation is used to calm the voices of modern hectic life (laughs) so that the practitioner can better hear his or her guides. And many times the meditation is, is a breathing practice of the Buddhists or it's a yoga practice or sometimes it includes opening all of our chakras and surrounding ourselves with the white light of spirit. And then the spiritualists may also uh, use uh, tenets of their own chosen religion to help them in their spiritual practices. And those might include, you know, the prayers of the rosary or the Lord's Prayer or for Jewish people, the Shema. And then everybody has their kind of own name for God, you know, Yahweh or Allah or Jesus, Source, Universe. And like most meditation techniques, uh, taking spirit journeys, and intensely imagining a place or a situation is very common. Now, my background also includes Pentecostalism, so I grew up having spirit demonstrations in the congregations. This is not strange to me, so I enjoy going to this spirit circle, as it is called. And in this last year, I have been taking um, uh spirit circle classes so I've greatly developed my psychic abilities and my intuition and my connection with the Holy Spirit which is what I call spirit and learning about my guides and spiritual teachers in a more personal way because all of us have a group of guides and spiritual teachers who are assigned to our soul and they are present with us in each incarnation guiding us and protecting us and encouraging us. They're doing their jobs, you know, whether we're aware of it or not. But let me tell you, life is much more interesting when you are aware of them because they can save us a lot of whoa, whoa, whoa. 
They are our very own personal and private part of God that is with us every single second. Okay, so after the meeting, a lady came up to my granddaughter and she said, I have a message for you, uh, which I would like to give to you privately. Is that okay? And my granddaughter looked at me and she said, well, this is my grandmother. Can she also hear it? And the lady said, yes. And this is what the lady said. You and another soul made a contract together before you came into your incarnation in this life. You each vowed to be each other's best friend. You know, BFF, as they say today. And to love one another and support one another throughout your whole life. And at the last moment, another opportunity came up that she had been wanting for a long, long time. And she chose to go to that plane of existence and not come here to earth to be with you. And she just wanted you to know that it had nothing to do with you. It was just that she had wanted this other opportunity for eons and eons. And now it became possible for her to do it. And because she did, she's moved on in her life now into realms of existences that would have not been possible if she had not been able to take advantage of that opportunity. So she just wants you to understand. You know, this was mind-blowing to me because if I've heard my granddaughter say it once, I've heard her say it a hundred times. I wish I had a best friend who is as good of a friend as I am. And she said to the lady, it's like I've been looking for her my whole life. And so I could visibly see her entire soul life stream relax as she was released from the longing, the longing, that longing. And a big smile came over her face, and she said, you know what, it is so wonderful to understand. I release her to her new experience. Well, apparently when my granddaughter released her best friend from the contract, she also released herself from the contract, right? And guess what? Within two weeks, my granddaughter, who is 32 years old and hasn't been married yet or had any children, met her true love. Now, she had given up on this, and she had a very strong defense system in place that aggressively declared that she was never going to get married and she was never going to have any children and that she just was going to work her way up in the company she worked for and eventually be president and CEO. And she would say this to you with power and with the entire force of her being. And then... Right out of the blue. Two weeks after she released her contract with her best friend at the wedding of one of her co-workers in Las Vegas as a bridesmaid, she meets one of the groomsmen 
who is not coincidentally also 32 and never been married or had any children. And let me tell you, it was like the finale of a 4th of July fireworks show. (laughs) They've been inseparable. They're already planning their wedding because they know. Isn't it interesting how as soon as she released herself from the contract with the best friend, it was possible for her to realize the deepest desire of her heart, far deeper than having just a best friend. It includes having a best friend, but beyond that, exceedingly abundant over all she can think or ask. It includes having a sweetheart and being his sweetheart and loving and being loved and spending the rest of her life with a faithful companion in marriage and, who knows, perhaps having a child together. Because I dare say this is the deepest desire in the heart of every woman. I'm so happy for her. It's such a blessing to see her so happy. And we're all looking forward to the wedding. But I have to tell you, this opened up a really big bag of worms for me. No. I mean, this was a sacred spiritual contract these two souls made. And then, at the last minute, she can change her mind? I mean, where does keeping your word and doing what you say and being dependable and responsible fit in this story? If at the last minute we can change our mind, how can we count on anyone or anything? And the answer to this is, you can't. This is a free will universe. And you say, what? That's what I said. You can't count on anyone or anything. Because being in a free will universe means there are no rules or regulations. There is nothing right or wrong. There is nothing good or bad. The universe is neutral, and we are one spark of light here who can do whatever we want to do whenever we want to do it. We make choices, and these choices create circumstances. They create connections. They create relationships. They create experiences. They create happiness and sadness, joy and grief, excitement and boredom, and everything in between, all around and upside down. We can change our mind and make a new choice with no repercussions. Really? (laughs) No repercussions? I mean, what about Jessica spending the first 32 years of her life looking for her best friend? Isn't that a repercussion? What about someone left standing at the altar? My mother forgot to pick me up at the bus station one time. I was 10 years old. It was getting dark, and I was terrified. She'd forgotten to pick me up. What about child abuse? 
What about these kinds of repercussions? How do we deal with them when we're the one who's left standing alone or abandoned or abused, left for dead? So let's look at this. (laughs) So first of all, we are not alone. We have a whole host of spiritual guides, teachers, angels, archangels, ascended masters, protectors, healing spirits, joy guides. I mean, there's a cosmic being in your spiritual hierarchy who's in charge of everything that you can do or be or say in your life. So we're not alone. We're surrounded by the most loving and totally dependable group of helpers that will never change their mind, never give up, never turn back, never fail to be there for us. So it it seems like a dichotomy, doesn't it? It's like, how can both things be true? The universe is neutral and the universe is stable. The universe is love. And the universe allows everything. Everything is possible, but you can't depend on anyone. You can do whatever you want, but you can reap, but you will reap the consequences of all of your actions. And the only person you can count on is you. And yet there is a vast cosmic hierarchy all ready and willing to help you who will never turn their back on you. I have to say that I've been enjoying being in contact with all this host of heaven that's assigned to me uh, so much lately that it's been kind of hard for me to be with humans. (laughs) But when I ask my heavenly host, who is in charge of my soul, what about this business of not being able to depend on anyone or anything in this free will universe, how could we ever decide what to do How could we ever be sure about anything? And they said, you are your source. You are in charge. Everything and everybody outside of you is a variable. Everybody and everything outside of you is in a state of constant change. You can decide to do whatever you want to do, and you can change your mind at any time. And as for the repercussions, they are all part of every soul's opportunity to choose again to also change their mind. Everyone is free, and everyone is free of the repercussions. You know, this was just a difficult idea for me. I mean, if everyone is free, and everyone is free of the repercussions, you know what? Now the guilt-shame-blame game just lost all of its power. I mean, if I'm the source of everything in my life, how can I blame anyone else for anything? And if I'm free of all the repercussions, then why do I feel guilty? Why am I ashamed of myself? Why do I feel like I don't fit? Why do I feel like nobody cares? And if God is neutral and nothing is right or wrong or good or bad, how can I be a sinner 
So the sinner saved doctrine doesn't fit this idea either. So you know what? I just cut all the strings. <laughs> I am no longer a puppet on a string being manipulated and controlled by everyone else. All of these people I thought I could trust who can change their mind at any minute. <coughs> so how can knowing more about this help us in our lives? You know, Jessica said it was so wonderful to understand. We are free to be who we are and free of the repercussions of our own actions and other people's actions. Well, I've decided this is a revolutionary idea. And at the last minute, we can change our mind. So as I looked back at the repercussions of the decisions I had made regarding my marriage and having my children and being their mother, and I realized that I had been carrying that guilt around all of these years, and I just decided to forgive myself and release myself out of all of that parental guilt. And if you haven't listened to my show last week, and if you are a parent, I suggest you listen to it. And take a look and see if you are bound by parental guilt, because you're going to be so relieved when you release yourself from this contract. And now I'm releasing out all of my judgments about all the stuff I've called bad in my life. All of those situations where I was hurt or betrayed, used and abused. And I now choose to view all of these situations that I created as opportunities for me to make a different decision for myself. And I am now making decisions for myself that are better for me than the decisions that others have made for me or decisions I made that required someone else to do something. We are the one who can make the best decision for ourselves. And the best way to make a good decision for ourselves is to look at how much we're depending upon someone else to do something to make our decision for ourselves to come to pass. Because, you know, we don't have any power to cause or make someone else do anything. They're also in this free will universe, and they can change their mind at the last minute. You know, sometimes people create and develop sicknesses to force other people to give them attention. And sometimes people create and develop sicknesses to keep from having to work. I mean, remember, everything that is going on in your life, you have created, whether you know that you created it or not, because we're creating all the time. And many times we're creating from the level of reaction to repercussions to decisions we've already made. We make a decision, consciously or unconsciously, and a situation is created. And then we react to this situation. And then we create a defense system so that we will never have to have that happen again. Or we create a repeat system so we can keep that situation going. Sometimes the situation that we're making sure is going to keep going is not a system that's working for our highest and best good. And most times there is a better system for us 
I had lunch with one of my friends yesterday, and she said, Marcy, I've stopped taking the statins for my cholesterol because I read that statins cause type 2 diabetes. She was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes last year after taking statins for her cholesterol for several years. So she's canceled her contract with statins. And I told her, I said, you know, those statins altered your natural body chemistry, and now that you aren't taking them anymore, your body chemistry will eventually normalize back to what is best for you, and I can guarantee you, you won't be a type 2 diabetic much longer. I believe that cholesterol is individual to our body systems. There's no high or low cholesterol. There just is cholesterol. And each one of us is an individually created system that isn't like anybody else. Now, here again is the infinite creative energy of the universe in individual expression. My cholesterol is considered high, but before statins, my mother lived to be 86 years old with the same cholesterol readings that I have. And my sister has the opposite readings because her father always had low cholesterol readings, so hers is low. So I believe it's genetic. So if you have a contract with statins, you might want to look at that and see if it's time for you to cancel your contract before you get type 2 diabetes. And I am now a graduate spiritualist reader, and at the graduation, each of us who graduated gave message to, messages to people who came to the graduation. Our teacher advertised the event to the public, and it said, receive free messages from our student readers. And I gave messages to 11 people that day. Now, when a person would sit down in front of me, I would listen to spirit and see what I was to do. Sometimes I ask them a question. Sometimes I let them tell me what they wanted to know. And a lovely young woman sat down in front of me and she said, I need to make a decision whether to stay in my relationship or not. Now, the very fact that she was questioning whether she should stay or not was my first clue. Anyone who is wondering if they should stay or not is not sure about the relationship. There's something amiss. So I asked her what was going on, and here is her story. She said she had been with her boyfriend for three years. He had been married before and is divorced, but he has a 14-year-old daughter. The daughter's been a troublemaker ever since the divorce. She's been acting out. He says she's very angry about her mother and father getting a divorce. She wants what she had before the divorce, a mother and a father together in the home, taking care of her and making sure she had everything she needed for her life. And now everything was changed. Her daddy isn't there anymore. Her mother's gone to work. And now her mother's work schedule means that they have to leave at 6.30 in the morning so her mother can get her to school before she goes to work and the daughter has to hang out at school for an hour and a half before classes start. And she has to eat breakfast at school now instead of having breakfast with daddy. So she's now picking friends at school from the other kids who are troublemakers, most of them also angry about the fact that their parents are divorced and their mother works and there's no real family home anymore. He says she's tried smoking and he's afraid his daughter's going to try drugs next. He keeps saying that he has to make sure his daughter is safe 
and that his daughter isn't going to get into any more trouble before he can make any commitments to another marriage. Now, this girl sitting across from me is 32 years old and has never been married, and she would like to have a child. And uh, so this situation was was clear as a bell to me. (laughs) It really didn't take any of my psychic powers or intuition or message from spirit to see what was going on here. This girl was hanging on to a thread of hope that this might be a man she could share her life with, and for him, she was a pure convenience. Men need to have sex, and even though he probably wasn't premeditatively being evil here, still, he knows down deep in his heart he doesn't want to get married again and have another child while he has this trouble going on with the child that he has. And it's... uh, He's stringing this girl along because it's providing him what he had when he was married, which he also misses, like his daughter misses what they all had originally. And perhaps if we could totally read what's in his heart, he probably would like to go back to his marriage because if the truth were known, he probably caused the rift in the first place, and he has guilt about it. And he can't face the fact that his indiscretion might be the cause of his daughter getting to a lot into a life that is nothing but trouble for herself and everybody else. And he's filled with parental guilt, which is a byproduct of his spiritual guilt for his betrayal, which has produced all these repercussions. So I began to hear a message in my ears. She is wasting her time. She is wasting her time. She is wasting her time. So I asked Spirit to show me how to present to this girl without her feeling any condemnation or judgment. And I could see that she had created a scenario in her mind that there would come a moment when he felt like his daughter was safe and then he would then turn towards her and they would have their life together. This was what she was waiting for. But this scenario is not based on the truth. So I began with the truth because it is the truth that sets us free. Let me call this girl Denise. I said, Denise, let me show you the truth of this situation. This man is always going to have this daughter This man is always going to be involved in her life. This man is always going to be in contact with her mother. There are lots of events ahead for the three of them, him, his daughter, and his ex-wife. The daughter has to learn to drive. She's going to begin to date boys. She's going to be in situations with other teenagers where there is little or no parental authority or oversight. She needs to graduate from high school. She may want to go to college, and that's very expensive. And she will get married, and your boyfriend is her father and will be walking her down the aisle. And she will have a child, and this child is going to be your boyfriend and his ex-wife's first and perhaps only grandchild. You are always going to be 
the sideshow. You are always going to be number two. Is this what you want? And she looked at me from way down deep inside of herself. I saw the truth in her eyes. And I knew that she knew the truth already. And she said, no, that is not what I want. I didn't have to tell her anything. She already knew. And then I was able to give her the message from Spirit. There is another path for you that has everything that you really want. And then I told her about my granddaughter, who is also 32 and never been married and hasn't had any children yet, and how she just met her true love, who is also 32 and never been married and hasn't had any children yet. I told Denise, honey, this is waiting for you. This is what you deserve. You deserve to be number one. You deserve to not have to deal with someone else's repercussions. You deserve to have your dream come true. So as I said these wonderful words to her, it was just like I could see her be released from the contract and connection that she had made in herself with this thread of hope of a boyfriend. I saw her begin to be released from the pain and the agony and the longing, the longing, the longing and the waiting and the torment of the relationship that she was trying to make into what she something she really wanted. And it was like she began to grow bigger and bigger and bigger as she sat across the table from me. I could see her stepping into her own power and being energized by the truth, the truth she already knew, which she was now activating fully for herself. The frowns relaxed across her forehead. Her eyes began to brighten. It was like she was beginning to shine. Her aura began to be filled with bright pinks and oranges and yellows and all the darkness and the clouds of the storms of her relationship were leaving and the sun was coming out. It seemed like she could fly. (laughs) It was almost like she flew away from my table. (laughs) And I noticed she didn't go to any of the other readers because she was now free. She was ready to start out on her path that was going to provide her with everything that she really wanted. Life was to be grand and glorious for her. This is how we all should be living. Life is to be grand and glorious. It's not something that's to be dreaded, something to be endured. Do you know that some people just live all day every day full of anger? And that anger is created by all the hurt that's inside of them. All those repercussions, which are contracts that were entered into and haven't been released. All those repercussions that are emotionally stored inside of ourselves. Taking our energy so we're exhausted, fatigued all the time. 
causing us pain in our joints. All those repercussions that weigh us down, make us angry. We're not supposed to be living our life waiting for something to happen that's going to make us happy. You know, many people just try to live in the future because the present is either too boring or too painful or too condemning. So they live in the future, you know, someday. I have a radio show in the archives that I called Someday, and you should listen to it. It's just a fascinating, true story. Some people live in the past. They're either remembering when things were good or they live in the past reliving over and over some injury, some awful thing that happened, and they continue to rant and rave about it. So these are contracts that need to be released. Within those repercussions was a decision that was made. You made it, whether you consciously or unconsciously made it. You agreed to it. Sometimes we agree by default. We agree by doing nothing. Our doing nothing is our agreement with what is. So, Jesus said the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is inside of us. And before he went back, left to go back to spirit, he said to Peter that he gave him the keys to the kingdom. So he said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And this is what each and every one of us is doing every single day. We are binding things, and we are loosing things. These are contracts we have made. We're either saying, I can't do it, and binding it, Or we're saying, please do it for me, and you give your power away and lose it. So, take those keys of the kingdom which are inside of you, that part of you that already knows what you want and knows what will make you happy, and begin to loose it for yourself. And bind everything else that isn't a part of that, and start living your grand and glorious life. Just check and see if there are any contracts you need to cancel, delete, and release. That's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening. You can contact Marcy Ann on her website, www.marcyann.com. You can also view all of Marcy Ann's videos on YouTube by putting Marcy Ann in the YouTube search window. You can download her book for free at www.mrwriteforme.com. And if you want to go into business for yourself, take a look at Marcy Ann's Weddings and Celebrations Business Startup Course at www.weddingofficiantschool.com. The Middle of the Week Pick Me Up Energy Show is broadcast live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Coast Time from Marcian's Studios in Southern California. All shows are also archived and can be listened to at any time in any place in the world.